It's time for the Voice of Reason podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean Phillips, Andy Van Beber, and Travis Kirkendall. And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. It is Tuesday, August 22nd. The great year is 2023. Yes, we have made it this far. My name is the poor man south of Richmond. And as always, I am joined alongside my two co-hosts, Mr. Andy Van Beber oh. and Travis Kirkendall. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this lovely Tuesday evening? I just feel self-conscious talking to a panda right now. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. i got to bring Travis on camera here, but... Uh, Sean, Sean. I don't. I don't have any cool face over like that. No, I just I have the thing mixed up, but that's okay. Sean, I, I, I am feeling self conscious though. I just talking to a panda, but you know, doing dad, we understand. Good. You know, you, you, you're dad, and and that's okay. Yes, I am panda dad at the moment. So I am. Uh, I've got. A, I've got a. I've got to shuffle a couple of things since we're a little bit early today, which is. Which is good because that means that you know we get to bedtime, bedtime at the yeah, right time. I was gonna say bedtime makes the, it easier for everybody. Yeah, bedtime is the good time. No, oh, it's the best because then once bedtime happens for them, I follow suit about twenty minutes after. So no complaints. Well, I got up early this morning for the first day of school, and it was uh, that was that was the challenge, boys. I want to tell you something. Getting back into that routine, you guys are work. You guys are regular working men. I'm a guy who pretends to work and goes to work at a you know, I get that whole, you know, June, July, August thing going on. And then, you know, but, uh, no, today back to reality. Back to reality. Yeah. That it, I'll tell you what, though, it was, it was a good, a good start to the school year. And, uh, we, we had a good, good first day, good first day. So awesome. I don't, I don't yeah. want to kind of step the, you know, cross the line just cause I, I, not too much information needs to go out, but, how how was the reaction of, of students kind of what was the the vibe of I know that you know um, our you know neck of the woods that area has experienced a lot of hardship over the summer the, um, and some recent hardship too so I just how were yeah, the how are the kids and the, staff everyone the, doing okay I, I will say that the young man the young man who passed away three weeks ago was a fifth grader and you know with those guys with those guys and how they were doing it. It was it was a mixed bag. It really was a mixed bag, and uh, I, I felt for those guys. They're doing better because they had that time between <clears throat> between that funeral and his um, and his uh, you know school starting. And I am going to go ahead and mention this. I haven't. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't tell you ahead of time, but um, so we are going to be. Uh, partially helping sponsors so there will be a memorial disc golf tournament for those of you in pike county area october 21st mark it on your calendar at the ymca in louisiana missouri there they set up a scholarship in this young man's name um well once i get the once the y gets the the flyer out and everything i'm going to be posting it on our website um if you even if you can't come you want to purchase a t-shirt the t-shirts will be available Everything 100% goes towards this young man, the Memorial Scholarship, and if this becomes a regular thing, which we were, were the YMCA said, hey, this this sounds like something that's going to be pretty viable, and so just mark it on your calendar for the 21st of October, and it's uh, actually it's going to be a, what they call a flex tea time. Anytime between nine and three, you can come out and you know play your 18 holes, and we keep a leader, we'll keep a stacked leaderboard. But it really goes to a good cause, and this is co-sponsored by the YMCA and the Clopton Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So please mark that on your calendar, and we're really excited about that. That was it. It's awesome. I'm glad we're a clever part of that. Yeah, that's that sounds like um, yeah, um, you know, in 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 hardship, um, it's always nice when there are you know, kind of a silver lining, um, good things to come from it. And this is sound like something that, um, will be good for the community and, and good to help the family yep. heal. So yep. that, that's good. I'm glad everyone is, 
you know, unfortunately doing as well as one can do in, you know, in these situations. Right. Yeah, but, in the situation. Yeah. So how was, how was the weekend for you fellas? Look, Travis, it looked like you made some uh, Wisconsin run this weekend. Yeah, I went up to the lake, uh, same place we usually take Lupo. It's less than an hour from here. Lupo looked like he got uh, his, Saturday. Lupo got his workout, huh? didn't he? Lupo got his workout, didn't he? Oh yeah. He loves it. He loves going to the lake, That's man. Good. Um, That's good. Saturday we were working on the house still. And then and we, we haven't really been out and summer's dwindling down. So we're like, you know, it's, it's going to be a nice weekend. Let's take him up there and have a good day. And we did. Well, if you feel, it was a lot of fun. If, if you feel like it's dwindling down, just come down here into, you know, North. Oh, East. it's hot. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the hot months. This, we're like oh. getting towards the end of summer, and this is like super hot right now. Yeah, this, for is, us. this so is it. This is it. I don't know how you all are in the rest of the country, and how are all, all of our German fans are doing over over there in Germany and everything. But we, tomorrow on Thursday is about to be brutal. Yeah, but. tomorrow Thursday they said the heat index is going to be one eighteen, projected heat index of one eighteen, and so that is that's like somewhere between Sean's ball sack and a witch's boob, somewhere in that temperature range, I believe, is where that's at. So. Yes. Nothing. See, I, I love the panda because see that way I don't get a response, so that's good. Well, yeah, you, you, you know, yeah, no. On our on our end, um, you know, we I was very grateful for all the the texts and and messages that you know we got from people checking in on us. Um, as a quick little pit stop, um, just down the street, um, you know, it it, it kind of affected. Uh, we, we mostly got rain. Um, there were a lot of confused Californians because they experienced humidity for the first time in a long time. Um, so there was a lot of like, why, why are we sticky? Um, but no, uh, Saturday, we, we also kind of went out and did some activities. We um, went to a new state park, um, did uh, yeah, the some beautiful hiking. Yeah, I saw that. That's nice. Um, it was nice, but the one of the other really cool parts about it was at this park on weekends, um, they have a polo field, uh, you know, not water polo, but actual oh, polo. Really? So people, you know, on horses, whacking sticks and whacking balls and, and um, it's pretty popular out there. There was like actually like, you know, families and people in the crowd in the stands and what, what, it's free to go watch. What, so a, like, what a jam think of think that. that, you know, part of our Saturday, she, she loved it. She liked seeing the horses. Um, you know, she had fun on the hikes. She, you know, all kinds nice. of rocks and nice. almost drove me crazy a couple of times, you know, stopping to pick up rocks and wanting to put them in pockets, but it was all good. <laughs> um, you know, so the hike was fun. Um, you know, we were going to go to a, a soccer game, um, which has also kind of become a tradition in our house on sunday but the rain kind of canceled that but saturday there's another game that we have tickets for this saturday so i think you know in the morning we're going to do the hike uh maybe watch some polo do a power nap and then and then go catch some some soccer at dignity la LA galaxy right we are galaxy fans yes there is lafc uh the team that is the, the good la team however thanks to vet ticks um we get free galaxy tickets just because they're kind of shitty um, so they never sell out, which, but you know, is fun for us because then we get to go to the games and then we get heartbroken by the end of the night because they always lose. Um, but no, no, it's, it's, that's good though. The park is nice. The, the, the fans that are, you know, fans of any, you know, bad sports teams are diehards. So uh, the people in the crowd are, are really into it and jam enjoys it. Tony enjoys it. So it's, it's been We've gone to a couple, and now it's kind of you know something that we're going to do regularly, and, and it's good. really really nice and good, enjoyable. Good, good. Well, boys, tonight I called uh, tonight's episode the Boiler Room. Uh, we're going to try to go through. We may get through two. We may get through three issues tonight. There's a lot of stuff. We're already gearing up for our show next week, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, tonight, the, I'll just start with the survey question. Tonight's sur- today's survey question we had. Quite a res- response to it. Uh, what impact do you think uh, religion has on a society? 46% said a lot. That surprised me that 46% said a lot. 15% said a mild or a mid effect. 2% said none. And 30%, again, thank you to our friend Martin Hanley, who always comes up with the nice creative extra answers, said 
in between not a lot or mild okay so and the reason why I ask this, uh, Travis, like I said, we've said this uh, many times. We we have a gazillion. Are you if you if you looked at our group chat during the week, we're just posting back and forth and posting stuff and everything. And Travis posted this on Friday or Saturday. And this is from a, this is actually something that Frank Zappin, and again, I'm, this is probably dating a lot of you guys. Frank Zappa was, I don't know, what's the best way to describe it? He's like a, uh, uh, he's what? I can't hear, I, Travis, can I, I don't know why I can't Sorry, hear. I was muted. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. Uh, he was he was a musician. I know that. Well, much. I know. I, I, I did a little I, bit I of research really, on him after. He's kind of he's kind of hard to classify as what type of musician he was. I mean, uh, not really punk. Not he just it was a different style. His different style of music. Let's just put it that way. And so he was on the show that he was on was uh, was a show that used to be on PBS called Firing Line. And that's this how much of a nerd that I am that I actually know this because I, it was on PBS. And so this was Frank Zappa in 1986. And then I'm sure we'll make a few folks mad with this. But uh, let's go ahead and play. Uh, let me just play this clip and then we will talk about it. I'm going to give you a civics lesson here, but yeah. I'll tell you one thing, we must not see eye to eye on the idea of a government that must forbid things in order to really? protect What is families. the government's role? You've told me several times how what about it should national, do. How about national defense? Yeah, I consider this things. national defense, pal. Our families are under attack from people like you with these lyrics. John, you don't have to buy them. Mr. Zappa, well, could I, I make a statement sure. about national defense? Yeah. The biggest threat to America today is not communism. It's moving America toward a fascist theocracy. And everything that's happened during the Reagan administration is steering us right down that pipe. Oh, Mr. Mr. Zappa, you're not, you're not really serious if, if you're saying we're going toward a fascist theocracy. <laughs> that's right, we are. When you have a government that prefers a certain moral code mm -hmm. derived from a certain religion, and that moral code turns into legislation to suit one certain religious point of view, and if that code right. happens to be very, very right-wing, almost toward well, Attila the Hun... Well, then you are an anarchist. Every form of civil government is based on some kind of morality, Frank. Morality in terms of behavior, not well, of in terms of theology. I'm not going to give you a... So that... So that was 1986. Okay, that's the that's the heart. I mean, that is you're getting close to the peak of the Cold War. Okay, and at the time Reagan was president, we had a very the way, and I, I think Frank Zappa was going a little bit overboard in how he described Reagan. Um, a lot of people were upset with Reagan, but. I think in today's terms, you would probably consider Frank Zappa to probably be mid-liberal, okay? But one of the things that, and I'll I'll give my two cents first, and then I'll let you guys come in. When Frank, can, can, can you explain? Because I know you were back, like you were alive when like the Reagan administration yep. was around. Can you kind of explain when or? the policies he may be referring to. Yeah. So he, so one of the of things, okay. so in 1984 and we've, I think we had this discussion last season, um, a group that was basically a conservative organization that was formed by, uh, then televangelist Jerry Falwell, who, and then, uh, the guys who founded Liberty university started this basically religious right movement. I forgot what they, I don't know if it was the religious right was the name of it, or the, but basically what it was, you know, it was the movement by the religious right because it was, it's kind of a knee jerk. It was kind of a knee jerk reaction to a lot of, for example, Roe v. Wade. I mean, you have to, you have to look at the, what had happened in 1974 with the passage of Roe v. Wade. During the eighties, you saw a decline in, um, in, uh, you know, basically what they called quote-unquote moral values. And Ronald Reagan had made a lot of attempts to basically 
reestablish the idea of the solidarity of a home led by a, 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 you know, the strong, the traditional family of this, of the strong male. And this is also during the hype of the equal rights movement. Okay. The equal rights movement, the equal rights amendment, which was proposed in 1970 something had been, you need in and you need 38 states to pass an amendment. So this was at the time, the 20, we have 27 amendments now, but this was at the time the proposed 27th amendment. It, and there was also there, you have Roe v. Wade, you have equal rights movement, you have people like uh, Betty Friedan, who was, uh, or Betty Frieden, who was the head, you know, head of the National Organization of Women, who, were, who was pushing this whole feminist movement. And so the religious right comes out, and they basically, the religious right was created in 1979. And so they pretty much, Reagan was no idiot. Reagan pretty much jumped in bed with the religious right and got the religious right kind of, and talk about history repeating itself, kind of like what Trump did today in, in, in 2016. He taps into this Reagan taps into this whole conservatism movement with the religious right, finds out that he can get a voter base. And so he starts loosely talking about stuff like abortion, like, you know, fam you know, family issues, you know, and then the whole, and then the whole tap, the Nancy Reagan, her, you know, did the just say no to drugs. Well, I mean, Frank Zeppo was from the beginning, a uh, legalization of marijuana guy. Okay. And so this whole attack on, you know, his whole statement was, and again in 1986, you're forcing our belief, you're forcing a set of beliefs on the American populace. And it's, when he used the term, uh, basically a, a fascist theocracy, what he was saying was that, you know, you're trying to put, push this, what I've, and the term I've used before is Christian nationalist state on the people. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I have, you, you guys, my faith and my religion and my belief, I am, I, I find myself to, you know, I, I, I am a Christian. I am a Christ follower. I want to share with as many people as I possibly can. I make my views public, but one of the things that cannot be done is, and I think I said this in our group podcast and our group, group chat, you cannot legislate morality. Okay. And some of the stuff, like I said, you know, Reagan, Reagan, some of the stuff that he pushed for, you know, was he, he'd made a lot of people mad. I mean, the comments that he made about Roe v. Wade, there was no such thing, you know, about, you know, of, of that women, you know, women were kind of the whole second class thing and, you know, equal rights for women was considered, oh, I mean, the eighties man was, I mean, misogyny in the, in the eighties was paramount, you know, and women were second class citizens. In, in my opinion, you know, from what I grew up and what I saw, you know, the woman's places within the home and any kind of movement past that was, well, that's, that's my, you know, that, that goes against our moral values. Women should be, you know, in wasn't, wasn't Reagan the one that also said that if women want equal rights, they can also get equal lefts and then punch Nancy Reagan in the mouth right after that? <laughs> I, I am not sure about that one. I'm pretty sure, yeah, he was the one that said if women want equal rights, they can have equal lefts and they just hit her with a solid oh, jab. Oh, man. So one of the yeah, things... you got to send that video if you... Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's always one of the, one of the like, you know, on... on on Twitter or, or whatever, you know, I'll always see like, you know, well, <laughs> you know, hey, if women want equal rights, they gotta they gotta have they equal gotta lefts have too, equal you know. Lefts, you know. So, yeah. And you know, it's any like I you watch a fight video, it's like where it was some some you know like junior or senior in high school girl, she's beating the shit out of some like freshman that hasn't hit puberty yet, and it's you know like hey, rights and lefts, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm pretty sure Reagan <laughs> said that first. Uh, so let Quality. me just, I guess, I guess the best way to so this is I I found this this is a. This is an archive post. This is an archived article from 1983. Uh, Reagan gave a speech in Orlando, Florida, and Reagan accused um, people. People, let's see, and this was at the height of him spending money on weapons and everything like this. And he's like, Reagan accused 
accuses armed control and military spending critics to, to, of a trying to place the United States in a position of military and moral inferiority. He described the Cold War as a struggle between right and wrong, good and evil. Okay? He said his administration's efforts to ban abortion, reinstate public school prayer, and notify parents when teenage girls seek prescription birth control reflected a great spiritual awakening and a moral renewal sweeping the nation. So again, that's 1983, oh, okay? And then on that same day, 18 major religious leaders stepped on the political stage in Washington, uh, condemning the president's budget and usually, but, you know, when Reagan makes... Can you his, imagine if something like that tried to get pushed now? If a president made that statement today, you know, reinstate public school prayer, and that was, and that's part, and that was, I, I'd forgotten about the school prayer thing. Um... I just, just, I just went blank. The the uh, Regents of New York, versus, I can't think of the court case, but basically, in New York, and about that same time in the late seventies, there was a ban on on public school prayer. And what this was, the state of New York had it as a part of like you, you know pledge of allegiance and all this other stuff, and they said a recited prayer that basically you know. Dear God, bless our, you know, be with us this day, keep us from all this stuff. And it was a recited prayer that was said in public schools. Okay. From I did that, not know they ever did that. I need to, I need to find that. But that's why. Go ahead and give your guys. A, let me, let me read this real quick. We lost Sean there, but go ahead and, Travis. What are your what's what's your input on this? On what Frank um, Zappa? Well, was I got saying. a question for you first. You okay. mentioned in the very beginning that. You can't legislate morality. And the Frank Zappa uh, skit there, he mentions that uh, it should be – you should legislate – I think he says something along the lines that you should legislate morality based off of behavior, not theology. So my question, like when you said you can't legislate morality, were you referring to it as based off of religion or ideology or based off of behavior like he well, was saying? you cannot – Because you can – morality can be based off of what we deem as a society – like we can we can agree as a society of things that we think are right or wrong right. not based off religion. When I say so when I say legislate legislate morality, what I am looking at, what I am thinking about basically goes along the terms of saying, Okay, we have to we have to, you know, taking prayers out of the school. Okay, here here for example, this was New York state law. Uh, this was the prayer. Engel versus Vital. That was the name of the, the court case. Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee, and we beg thy blessing upon us, our parents, our teacher, and our country. Amen. Now, people say, well, that's not that big of a big that's not a big deal. That's not a prayer that's But if I if I was if I was to say, okay, and I you know, I I I was a youth pastor for, for, for ten years at in, in my in church in Pike County, Illinois. I'm a junior high youth leader now, okay? If I was to go to school and say, "All right, so we're going to we're going to begin we're going to begin school today with a prayer. Everybody bow your heads." Okay? In that sense, so the term that is the legal term that is used is called captive the the students have to be there. The students have to be at school. They're required by law to be at school. That's called a captive audience. So they have to be there. They are part of this captive audience. And as part of a captive audience, you cannot then say, okay, we're going to make you pray this prayer, whether you're atheist, agnostic, Satanist, Jehovah's Witnesses, whatever, you have to pray this prayer. Why do we have to pray this prayer? Okay. And for the longest time, people said, well, you know, things started going south for schools when, when they took prayer out of the schools. Okay. And I correct people when, when they say this. Prayer was never taken out of the schools. Okay? You can still pray in school. You don't believe me? Come to my school on Thursday mornings at 7.30 where we have a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting before school. Whenever it's not mandatory attendance, you can pray. People say, well, you can't have a Bible. You can have as many. You can, have a, you can bring a stack of Bibles to school. There's nothing that says that. But when I say we're going to make you pray before class is the equivalent of saying, okay, this at this point of 
the time we're going to make you bow to a law and we're going to make you, you know, we're, we're going to make you pray to a, a law. The, I mean, in essence, you're doing the same thing. You know? Well, yeah, is it really freedom of religion if you have a Buddhist kid praying to a god that he doesn't believe in? Right. And I think part of that part of that problem that people don't get is that when you try to when you try to in, enforce that's why I say when I say when you try to legislate morality, okay? It, it's very hard it's very hard for some people to really get because you're not speaking the Christian right, you know, I would like to think, I would love to say, okay, hey, here's my beliefs. These are my beliefs. This is what I'm, this is what I believe in. You know, I believe that God sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for the sins of the world. And he did so. And three days later, he rose from the grave to give us the promise of eternal life. And I share that with as many people as I want to. That is my belief. That is my standard. Now, some atheists may say, you're a whack job. Okay. Part of the First Amendment, and people get this, people like to look at saying, okay, well, the First Amendment protects my, my religious rights. It does protect your religious rights, but it also protects your right not to believe. People, people tend to forget that. Your First Amendment, you have the right to practice religion. There, and there's two parts to that First Amendment, though. The, people, the free practice clause, which allows for the free practice of any religion, and the Establishment Clause. The, establish, the Establishment Clause basically says that government will not prefer or promote one religion over the other. In a speech to the, uh, uh, at, this, at the time, it was, the French, it was under, uh, it was right before the French Revolution. They had this, their, their, um, their legislative body was called the Estate Generale, which was there, and at the time, there were three different, there was the first estate, the second estate, and the third estate, made up of the, the poor people, the rich people, and the clergy, the people of the church. And part of the tax money in France was going towards funding the church. And Thomas Jefferson, who was the uh, ambassador to Paris, made a speech before the French General Assembly and said, there needs to be a wall of separation between the church and state. Okay, so that and in, and in the 80s, I know I'm rambling here, but in the 80s, then that kind of turned into, well, we're, we're building this wall too high between church and state. Thomas Jefferson, you know, he, he, wasn't, a, he wasn't an atheist, but he, wasn't, he was what we call a deist. He, you know, he believed, which is kind of an agnostic kind of thing, but he believed that there was a God and all this other stuff. And our, and our country was founded on Christian principles. But at the same time, our founding father said, okay, we're on purpose going to say, there's not going to be, you know, we're going to allow for free exercise. You want to practice, practice. If you don't want to practice, don't practice. And we're not going to establish a state religion. Fast forward now. What Frank Sample was talking about in 1986 rings true in 2023. And what has happened is we have turned, you know, this is one of the dividing points that I think is dividing our nation because not everybody's Christian, okay? But what happens on one side does happen on the other. You know, the side that represents things that I don't believe in, okay? You know, I don't, I don't agree with the transgender uh, belief. I do not, you know, I don't believe in, you know, the use of drugs. I don't, but at the same time, as a Christian, do I, do I target those? No, I, I love those people. And I think that's the part of the church that's missing the boat in that saying, you know, we need to, instead of condemn these people, we need to accept these people. And the only way that you get them to, you can't make them do something through legislation. You can show them through your character. That was a lot. No, it was, it was good though. And I think what you, you know, you talked about, it's kind of something that's coming back. I think of like, you know, for instance, they just got rid of the Roe v. versus Wade and people let's, let's go into, for example, the topic of abortion, right? Mm-hmm. People are, some people are for it. Some people are against it. Let's say the people who are against it, right? What is their, why is, why are most people, I, and maybe I shouldn't say most people, but my, this is my perception, right? 
of people who are typically against something like abortion, what is their belief based off of? I would say, it, in my opinion, it's based off of religion, right? It's based off of their belief of what's in the Bible and Christianity, Christian values. A lot. I think. Uh, am I am I am I stretching that, or do you, would you agree with that statement? I have. I've not met too many non-Christian uh, pro-life advocates. Now, I'm not saying if you don't believe in if you don't if you believe in pro-life, you're you're not Christian. Now, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, I think that a lot of to some people it just comes straight down to science. I think. When does life begin? Okay. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you guys probably have a better grasp on this than I do. I I I forgot when the when when the heartbeat is present. Is that like three weeks into? How far into the pregnancy is that? Uh, I don't know what week it starts. I know we did our first ultrasound and all that at like eight weeks, mm -hmm. and we there was a heartbeat already. And 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 what the whole thing with Roe v. Wade. And I am, uh, I'm on the record saying that I'm very pro-life. I am extremely pro-life. But, but is your belief is your belief with that is it based off of science or is the science of like when a human life starts or is it based off of your Christian values? Both. I both. Okay. I believe now. Here's the thing. When Janine and I've and I've I've been candid with this before. When when we had our when we had our last miscarriage, it, well, it wasn't a miscarriage. Janine had an ectopic pregnancy. Had she carried that, even I mean, when we when they did the ultrasound, they was like, okay, you've got a viable pregnancy, but it's not where it's supposed to be. And then they found it in her fallopian tubes. They said, okay, we need to terminate this pregnancy now because if we go two weeks longer, you'll die and the baby will die. And it was at that point that I had to look my Christian morality in the face. Okay, there's not going to be a happy ending to this. Okay, this is one of those situations where we had to make a decision that was uncomfortable, and <laughs> this was and it was a and what was bad about it was you know the four the four miscarriages that we had had before were not viable pregnancies. This was a viable pregnancy everything all the numbers everything was going the right way and we were so excited that it was going the right way but then we get to the point where okay what happened and janine and i've had that and this is this i mean it my wife won't listen to this podcast i know because this is something that's a trigger for her because when the whole roe v wade thing was overturned we talked about it what happened what would have happened what would have happened had this happened to us after the Roe v. Wade thing was overturned? Would we have had to, would we be, would we had to go through some kind of consent process with the state? I mean, and in the meantime, my wife's health hangs in the balance. The baby's health hangs in the balance. And it was hard for us because in our personal beliefs, we believe that, you know, life begins at conception. But at the same time, then we have to look at, the science of things and say, if we did, if we would have didn't, Janine would, Janine wouldn't be with me right now, you know, and we, you, you can't just make an, a, a religion is not a one size fits all thing for everybody. Okay. What it is and what religion, what religion is. And I, and I don't, I'm going to make this statement and this is going to confuse a lot of people, but I'm going to make it anyway. I don't believe in religion. I believe in relationship. Okay. Religion is something that was created by man. The relationship with God has always been something that has been eternal from the beginning of time. God in my, in my belief system, God desired relationship with man. Man broke that trust when we introduced the, the whole idea of doing wrong which went against what he established as his moralities. Now, it's in the nature of man to, to do bad things. I mean, I, you know, I still remember <laughs> when we first brought Bryson on, he was learning how to talk, you know? And, 
and he 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 had this infinite love for cookies. He he and what's weird about it, he doesn't like cookies anymore. But he had this thing for cookies, and I would give him a cookie, and we have you know we had the your proverbial cookie jar in the kitchen, right? And so I reach in the cookie jar, give him a cookie. Now, mind you, this kid's a little bit under two years old. We bring him home. By the time he's three, he's you know he's he knows basic English. And he's like, Daddy, can I have another another cookie, another cookie? I'm like, no, son, you know, I don't want to spoil supper for you. Okay. So I go back into the living room. I'm watching TV. Well, there's this thing called sound that carries through the house. What do I hear in the kitchen? I hear the cookie jar, right? So I go in there. And I said, what did I say? He said, I can't have any more cookies. He's like, what are you doing? I said, what are you doing? He said, getting a cookie. Okay, so it's the nature of people to do what, it's self-preservation, right? It's all about self. And the whole thing about, you know, religious beliefs or whatever is, it is a belief, it is a relationship, it is between you and God. Asking God to be the leader of your life, to be, to direct your path of your life based upon godly lifestyles. So when I say, and this has been the long way, I'm sorry that this has been the long way around to get to this point. That's why I say you cannot legislate, you cannot, you cannot legislate religious belief or religious values. Okay. Because as much as I say, I'm going to make a law that says you cannot do abortion. Okay. I hate to tell my Christian and evangelical friends out there, but if you ban it, people are going to find a way to do it. One of the reasons why they did Roe v. Wade was because at the time it was coat hanger abortions, literally coat hanger abortions. Okay. So when you try to say, we're going to legislate this, we're going to make this happen. You know, you cannot, because you're interfering with people's first amendment rights of free choice period of what they want to believe in. You cannot make somebody believe what you believe. That was, dude, you got to clip that. I had like chills when you like started that. Like, and I'm not even like a super religious guy, but the way you went into that was like awesome. Got to clip that. Um, but not to, not to make this solely about like abortion, but like even like, let's even go into like, say gay marriage, for example, which 20 years ago was a very controversial thing. And a lot of like, it, it goes kind of the same thing. Like a lot of the pushback to gay marriage was, and again, my perception was based off of religious belief that that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the belief that it was someone's freedom to do so. Well, I, um, but, but, and again, like you said, you have the right to practice a religion, but you also have the right to not follow the religion. So if somebody say doesn't follow Christianity, it doesn't have the Christian values per se, and they don't see gay marriage as a problem. Are they in the wrong for doing that? Because somebody who has a different belief thinks that they're wrong. So, uh, and that, right. I think that's what Frank Zappa was ultimately getting that's at, not a, just that issue, but that idea. That's exactly what Frank Zappa is, was. Are we, a really, are we truly a free society if we are basing rules, regulations based off a of religion that doesn't truly represent all the people in this country? Right, and, right. That's exactly and yeah, that's exactly. That's, by the way, our friend Kyle McGuire came on and said six weeks is when heartbeat begins. Thank you, Kyle, for that. Um, Thanks for chiming in there. Uh, the, you know, and again, so you bring up another issue. So, I mean, again, gay marriage is something that I, I believe that, again, when you, when, in, in phrasing this, people say, okay, traditional marriage, traditional marriage. I believe in traditional marriage. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe in same sex marriage, but when you use that term traditional marriage, what, what is that tradition based upon? What do you it's based upon the it's based upon a uh, Christianity belief. No, I mean, Adam and well, Eve, and well, man and woman. I mean, the, yeah, because what's the tradition? The tradition has been since you can trace back way back to wherever, you know. Like, how does the Bible say it? Like, one you will be with one. Yeah, one man will be a with man, one woman uh, for eternity, uh, uh, and you yeah, shall not. Right, a man will leave a man, a man will leave his mother and father and, and cleave to one woman. You see that in the book of Genesis. You know, and as much and and here's the thing. 
I, you know, I was, I was one of those people. And I still am one of those people who, you know, if, if you're going to get married to somebody, fine, get married to someone you, I, I posted, I posted this and I'll, I have to look it up real quick, but I posted this, this meme about, oh, I forgot how many weeks it, or it was a couple of weeks ago, but I had posted this, this meme on my Facebook story. And I think this is pretty much, this is, you know, Christianity in a nutshell is how some people should look at, you know, how we, how we as Christians should, should address people and, and, and views that are, because what happens is, and this is the thing that angers me the most, people call us in, you know, well, you need to be, you need to know how to be, you're intolerant, you're a bigot, you're this, you're that. It's not, it's not about any of that. And I'm still scrolling down here to find this, but I, I put this meme up and I got some people who were like, oh, you know, mm, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I, I told, but it, you have the freedom to choose whatever you want to, whatever you want to choose. Okay. You can choose, you can choose to be, you know, you can choose to, to be gay. You can choose to do drugs. You can choose to do whatever okay number one i'm still gonna i'm still gonna love that person as they are because nothing a person short of you killing you know bringing harm to my family or bringing harm to me or my property or anything like that you're not going to do anything that really changes how i think about you you know i told i told my i tell my kids that in 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 i, I told you guys that when you were my students Nothing make nothing is going to make me say, oh, I think that this part, here it is. So here's, this was a post that I put, secular person, I want to do X, and you fill in the blank for whatever, okay? The Christian says, you're free to do it, but you think X is wrong. And I, the Christian says, yes, because you want to control me? Christian, no, you're free to do whatever you wish, but you think X is wrong. Yes, but only because I want what's best for you but I want to do X. Okay. You're free to do it, but I want you to say that X is good. I can't say that secular person. Why are you a hateful, intolerant bigot? Okay. And there's, yeah, that's, there's a line there, right? And that's, that's an issue. And you can't just, we, we can agree to disagree in this country. right? Right. And that's, and, and that's and that's where you can't force people to agree with your beliefs, and that goes on both sides. Right, it goes on both sides of the spectrum: the uh, anti-religious and religious. But that's what makes this country what it is, and that's how. It... And and we've lost that though, because, and this is why I said we had a knee-jerk we had a knee-jerk reaction in 2016. Okay, and we we and I'm not going to go down the whole Trump path and everything else. There's a lot of similarity between 1980 and 2016. There's a ton of issues there. Okay. There were a lot of in 19 in, in the Carter presidency, you had, I mean, you had, you had Nixon when he was impeached. You had Gerald Ford who took over, who was an idiot. Gerald Ford was a straight up idiot. Okay. So it's like you had this idiot running against Jimmy Carter. Okay. And because Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon, you could have put Mickey Mouse in there and the people would have voted for Mickey Mouse over Gerald Ford. So Carter comes in and starts, you know, kind of loosening up the reins a little bit, more state control over certain issues. And so then 1980 comes along and it's this knee-jerk reaction because you had Roe v. Wade, because you had uh, the Engel versus Vital prayer case. And so the values of America are being shaken and so we need to react. And so you have this this influx of Reagan. Okay, fast forward to 2016. What do we had? We had we had two terms of Barack Obama. We had this push for Obamacare. We had all of this socialized this, and the government's going to and and with and you had the advent of Facebook and all this other stuff. People coming in, you start getting all the oh, they're trying. They're going to take away our guns. They're going to take our religious freedoms away. They're attacking this. They're attacking that. Now. There was some stuff to that. I didn't agree with the case. I believe it was out in Connecticut where the, uh, what was it, the baker who refused to make a, a, a wedding cake for a gay marriage. When Colorado. They, was it Colorado? I couldn't, I knew it was C. But it was, but, you know, 
And so the guy gets sued and he and he and he and the gay couple wins. Okay. And you want to know Let me just put a, a footnote in that cuz I want to circle back to that before we leave cuz I I've done I had a class that literally revolved around that case and it actually gets very interesting with other things that were allowed to happen while that person was being sued. So I'll come back to that but finish. No, so what my what my point was with that that's part of saying i mean that's that's the two-way street that's the two-way street i cannot force my views on you but you can't force your views upon me you know if somebody comes and asks me i'm i'm an ordained minister okay i'm an ordained minister if somebody came to me and said we'd like you to perform our ceremony i'm going to respectfully decline i'm happy for you you're getting married but i'm going to decline because why that's in conflict with my views. Somebody asked me to DJ. I've been DJing for 20 years. Somebody comes and asks me, can you DJ our, our gay way? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respectfully refuse. Why? Because it's in conflict with my, with my views. Now, I'm going to, anything else, fine. But that's my personal viewpoint. I offer, do I offer a service? Yes, I offer a service that I can perform weddings. I offer a service that I DJ weddings. Okay, but also as part of my constitutional rights, I reserve the right to you know, re refuse service. Now people are saying, well, that's just the same thing as, you know, black discrimination. I don't, I don't see it that way. You know, I want what's. Yeah, I think I think there's a difference there. There is a difference. You, you know, people people liken the two together, but the shoe has to be worn on. Your 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 decision is based off a of belief, not a. Uh... A physical attribute. It's not a. I'm not being bigoted. I'm. I'm holding to my beliefs. Now, when I hold, exactly. my, that's what I mean. You're not. Yeah, it's not right. Yeah. I and I think people and a lot of, and this and but again, I'll bring up this point again. The same thing happens the other way. Because if somebody doesn't go to a Christian belief or hold something that may not be a Christian belief, even within the Christian church. Even within the church, there are people who believe that women should have the, the right to choose. Okay, so now do I, do I damn that person because they don't, they believe in abortion or they support abortion? It shouldn't matter because religion isn't about rules. That's why I said earlier, it's about the relationship that you have with God, with Jesus Christ. You know, people say, well, am I going to go to hell because I do this, 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 or this, or this, or this? I tell people, sin is a sin, is a sin, is a sin, is a sin. There's no big sin. There's no small sin. Me lying or cheating on my taxes is just the same kind of sin as, say, what we would consider homosexuality or murder or thief. Sin is sin. God doesn't, God doesn't have a checklist where he goes in and says, okay, we can't have this, 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 or this. Okay? And, when, and to go with what Frank Zappa was saying, okay, and I told, I've told people this a thousand times, and I've made more Christians mad when I say this, but I'll say it again. Jesus did not come into Jerusalem saying, let's make Jerusalem great again. He did not. <laughs> really? I mean, who did he do? What did Jesus yeah. do? Pardon my French, but Jesus pissed off the powers that be. The, the religious rulers, the Romans. He made a lot of people mad. He wasn't there to, he was there to say, what, what is it about? It's about making relationships. It's about relationship between me and you. Love your neighbor, you know, you love, you, he said, a new command I give to you. You know, it says in the scripture, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. The second is the same, love your neighbor as yourself. And a lot of Christians today have wiped that off to the side and said, you know what? I'm going to love the Lord my God with all my strength, so blah, 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 blah. But if my neighbor's doing something that's contrary to what I believe, well, man, we're going to fight against him tooth and nail. And sad to say there is a, and I shared this with our group, and I'm not going to go into this, but there was an article this week that appeared in, um, I shared that with you guys earlier in the week. I forgot where that article appeared at. But it said that, it basically there's this movement within and one of the major religions in the America is the Southern Baptist Convention. There's a movement within the Southern Baptist Convention and it's a far right radical move that's basically saying Jesus was weak and he was liberal. 
Why? Because oh yeah, you to, you told me yeah you sent that. I forgot all about and, that. And and to me that's that. I mean, people get to that point where they're saying, okay, I'm not, I'm not about. We got to push our agenda, and the agenda was, you know, that the agenda that Jesus had wasn't about making Jerusalem. I joked about it, but it wasn't about making Jerusalem great again. Is about making relationships, loving others, loving people. And when you do that, that's what draws people to the faith. What, scared, what has scared people away from Christianity in the last 30 years is how the church has treated people who are in the sin. You know, you're not going you're, you're to get... But I, I, I want to say this. I want to say this with a with a caveat. We don't condone the sin. We love the sinner. We hate the sin. We want the sinner to come in. We want that person to come in. What Frank and this just to bring this first full circle. What Frank Zappa was saying is when you impose a a, a theocracy, fascist state, you're creating a state that's based upon something that Jesus never intended. God never intended. He wants us to st- God wants people to stand for our values. He wants he wants me to stand for my faith and he wants I mean, if anybody was to ask either one of you guys, tell me what Andy Van Beber believes. I hope that you guys could define about me what my who I am based upon how I act towards you guys, toward anybody. That's what I that's what I want my legacy to be. I don't care about I want people to know that I loved them, regardless of who they were, what they were, what they believed in, what they did in their, you know, you know, because I don't ever look at myself as, I never look at myself as being perfect, ever. And to, for me to cast the first stone, I'm not going to judge somebody. Now, I am going to say, if you say, well, you're not judging me, but what I'm saying is you have the right to do whatever you want to do, like I read in that quote a while ago. I'm not going to condone it, though. So, that's yeah, fair. Sean, what were you going to come around? You said you were going to come back around to something and say it earlier. I'm sorry, I rambled on. Yeah, so I was I was trying to kind of pull it up, but um, I don't want to like misspeak and 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 be wrong. But during that same time that uh, you know they were dealing with that individual being sued for denying. Um, the same-sex couple, a cake. That same, uh, I think it was like the Colorado Civil Community Committee or something, something like that mm-hmm. was like the the initial group mm-hmm. um, that ruled in favor of the same-sex couple, same-sex couple sued him, you know, for saying like they were practicing, he was practicing his first amendment right. Um, they had allowed a different bakery to deny a Christian man who wanted a pro-life cake made. So they had told the, the religious, the, the guy who said, no, this goes against my religion. I don't want to do it. You know, they, they had said that he had done that unlawfully. Um, then obviously, you know, the Supreme court overturned it, but literally during that same period of time had granted a different baker permission saying that it was okay that they denied someone who wanted a pro-life cake to be made Uh, like that, you know, same committee, same group of people. It was a very, very, I, and I was trying to pull it up, but if you, if you quite literally just Google like that period of time, the only thing that hits on is um, the original case. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to see if I can go back, but yeah, I, I took a business class and that was like a huge, a huge point of that class. It was a business ethics class was we were going over those things and it was like, Oh, and by the way, like what doesn't get talked about is during that entire time, they said that it was totally cool. If you like denied religious people cake, they, it was religious people could not deny you cake. Yeah. I, I took one for my mat from when I took my master's degree, one of the, one of the best clay, one of the best classes that I ever took was basically religion, religion, uh, religion, uh, educational law and religion, educational law and religion. One of the best classes I ever took. One, of, I got one of the most, and I took it with a couple of like super conservative Christians who 
flat out hated that class, and they couldn't believe. And the, by the way, my my master's is through Southwest Baptist University. Okay, so <laughs> and so, and the guy who taught the class was also a part-time pastor, and so when he when he gave this this thing out, I mean, <gasps> how you know, I, I think that we really. I'm never going to say we're. I'm going to that that the Christians, the United States Christians, we don't condone sin. We call you know we have, and it, it, again, Travis, it goes back to what you said: the whole agreeing to disagree. Okay, you call it, I call it sin. They call it a way of life. Okay, fine. We're not going to convince people otherwise. I'm not going to convince people to say you know. I, I think homosexuality is a sin. I also believe that lying and overeating is a sin, which of which I am of which I am a sinner as well. Okay? What I am going to say is what I do tell people is yeah, because people say well Christians are a bunch of hypocrites and blah blah blah. Yes, we are. I mean, you don't go it's like say I don't go to church because churches are full of hypocrites, okay? It's like saying I don't want to go to a gym because gym, gyms are full of fat people. <laughs> okay? You're going to have people who aren't perfect in a place where they need to get help, is what I'm saying. And, For sure. 100%. And this, this, this whole idea of churches being... Churches are not to be country clubs. I heard one of the wisest... The guy who married Janine and I, he made a statement. This has been over 20 years ago when he made this. He said, churches should not be seen as a country club. They should be seen as an intensive care unit of a hospital. Because people who, who are there, everybody there, is in intense need of care, okay? We are all on the same playing field. When I, when I say this, all of America, all of the world is on the same playing field when I say that we're all destined for the same thing. This is my, this is my, this does not reflect all the belief of the voice of reason, so there's my disclaimer. But the, the whole thing is, we are all destined for a, pl a place in hell. That's why, and this is why Christians believe this is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus came, so we don't have to go to a place called hell. But it comes through a development, not of religion, but of relationship with Jesus Christ and saying, I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I turn the way I live my life, and I, and I, move, and I move in a new direction. That's what it's about. It's not about changing the views and the beliefs of a country or the forcing your views on somebody else it's about the relationship that you that i seek for everybody else to have and if you want to debate me on that anybody can want to leave me a comment about that you can leave me a comment about that i don't know what i'm going to clip this week to put on the tiktok but there you go that's my that's my sh my 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 short and long of it and in the wise <laughs> words of ricky fucking amen <laughs> Oh yeah, dear, dear, dear baby. Yeah. I I, I kind of like the little baby, the the version of the baby Jesus that's all sweet and cuddly and. <laughs> you know, I I saw a clip bit. I I know we're you know we're at the point where we're wrapping things up, but it, I I saw a clip bit of, kind of like uh you know, reminded me a lot of some of like the the small churches that I've I've kind of seen growing up, and and not all small churches, but you know some of the ones where you know, it's holier than thou kind of tight knit where it was this pastor from Louisiana, not Louisiana, Missouri, but Louisiana, the state, state. Mm -hmm. no joke. He is bragging to his congregation about how he has the most expensive house of any pastor in the United States, how, and he talks about all of his cars and how, and how he's like legit seems to be like, he's rubbing it in his congregation's face, but he's, oh. he's got these guys so brainwashed that they are applauding him oh. that they are like oh yes like we 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 give our pastor you know a house with 24 bedrooms and uh, like it was one of the weirdest things i've i've seen that, but that's another that, yeah, definitely uh, a wolf yeah. a that, wolf it, it was probably joel Olstein's dad they're definitely but that, a different wolf you want to get same you wanna, that's, sheep's clothing. that's another show in and of itself this whole thing about pro, what they call, and that's a movement that's called the prosperity gospel and the whole thing about that, that whole thing is, that's so, I mean, Jesus didn't roll up in a, in a chariot and, you know, 25 horses. I mean, that, 
Uh, Joel Osteen stickens me. I'm sorry, but he, he's one of those Joel Osteen, Joy, you know, a lot of those. Ugh. So, anyway. You got a problem with going to a church in a basketball stadium? What's, what's your problem? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then not open it up, you know, during flooding. And, yeah, anywho. <laughs> right, anywho. right, 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 right. <laughs> Uh, but no, gentlemen, it was, uh, as, as always, great to talk to you guys. Um, this one was a fun one. Yep. Um, and I, uh, I'm really excited about the next one. V, how were the, uh, for, for our listeners, um, how, how were the, did the, uh, the socials grow? Did we have kind of some good interaction? We this did week this week. Uh, we kind of comments too. Uh, we, we had, we had some, uh, I kind of, it was kind of hard last week to find a, so one of the things I, I put on our TikTok this week was your implication of how to solve the whole Michael Orr thing was to make uh, the blind side too. And we got quite a few laughs out of that. So, you know, solving the problem, blind side too, we're, we're doing it. So thank you for everybody who commented. We had a lot of, a lot of views, a lot of laughs on that this week. You know, we're maintaining, uh, you know, we... Uh, our, our fan base has, we have crossed the hundred, the hundred people fan base on TikTok, finally. Um, so, and, you know, we're still averaging around 1,500, 2,000 views. Last week's show had 196 views throughout, or 100, I'm sorry, 136 views throughout the week just off of Facebook. Uh, thank you guys for everything that you guys, we were, uh, we're so confident. I, a lot of it is because you guys are sharing. It's it's you guys, so thank you so much. Always, thank you, and I uh, I can't wait until we we talk next week. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Reason podcast. Be sure to check out our other content on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok.